Welcome to episode 16 of the Comfort in the Workplace podcast. On this episode, I want to talk about, as a leader, how powerful it could be to simplify complexity for your teams. And so I want to share with you my early lessons on simplifying complexity. I want to talk to you about how I use this to manage a large strategic program. And I also want to give you an exercise that I think could help you practice simplifying complexity with your team. And so first, I learned this from two different aspects, and both of them were outside of the, the corporate world. Um, and the first was on how to focus the job at hand. And, I, and when I was in high school, beginning of college, I, I detailed cards. I did automotive um, detailing. And, and I can remember the first time that I tried buffing a car. And I, I, was, I was a 15-year-old know-it-all. And my boss tried giving me some, some hints and some tips, but, but I, I knew what to do, and it was going to be easy. So yeah, he said, okay, go ahead, give it, a, give it a shot. So I just jumped in, and I started, I started buffing out the car. And my initial, I saw the whole car. Um, I didn't break it down at all. And, and so I looked at this big car that I, had to, that I had to buff. And I basically was, in my head, buffing the whole car. I was anxiously getting through it. To me, it was all about speed. You know, how quickly can I, can I get the job done? And I finished the car real quick. And I, I, was, pretty, I was pretty darn proud of myself, too. And I remember my boss pulled the, the car out of the, out of the garage into the sun so we could, we could look it over and see um, how, how good the job was. And the sun really, really shows shows how good you did. And man, as he's pulling the car out, I could see swirl marks across the whole car. I mean, it was horrible. And, and so there's that, 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 that little punch in the gut of, um, yeah, that you know it all. You didn't, you didn't quite know it all. And so then I took the time to, to watch my boss carefully, who showed me that you, had, you really had to section the car into small rectangles. And then you had to methodically buff out each rectangle one by one, overlapping on the previous one. And I, I remember thinking to myself, oh, my God, this is painfully slow. It's going to take, it's gonna take, take forever. Um, but I'll tell you what, going through it one by one, rectangle by rectangle, um, was, was a lot quicker than trying to buff out the whole car 30 times because it would have taken that long to try to get all, all those swirl marks out. And, and like, like magic, by focusing on the one rectangle at a time, it calms you down. And so now you're not overwhelmed and anxious to buff out the whole car. You could stay focused on that one rectangle at a time. And, and you can't buff a car, but you could buff a rectangle of the car. And it was a really important lesson of, of how you could chunk up your work, how you could break it down into manageable parts that you can execute well. And by executing each part well, it adds up to a full car that looks beautiful and shiny and you have a, a happy customer. So speaking of happy customer, it's my second lesson. And I learned that customer optics are so important. And, and the second was um, also when I was in college, I, I would help my, my father and his friend um, who had a side business installing um, vinyl siding on, on homes. And so I did this for, for, for extra money in college. And you know I really took notice that every day they picked a part of the job that would be completed. And so they knew, um, similar to, to uh, buffing out a car, you're not going to complete a whole house in, in one day. 
you had to put it into manageable chunks. And me, having a little bit of um, an operations background, certainly in, in college, you know, I thought in my head it might be better to you know, strip the old out first, then put up the trim, then do all the low pieces, then do all the high pieces. And to me, taking a factory approach would be more efficient. You know, there's less switching costs, right? So you don't, you don't have to, you know, switch from, you know, going through the stripping it all out to doing the trim to doing the siding and then doing the next piece of the house, then doing the next piece, then doing the next piece. It felt inefficient, inefficient to me. Um, but similar to, to me not having the experience with buffing the car, I didn't have experience with dealing with the, the, the customer. So the trick, the trick is that when you're in a factory, there are no customers, so going piece by piece, um, you know, nobody's seeing the work in progress. However, my father knew from his experience that when the customers got home from work that night and we were all packed up and we, were, we, we went home, they'd walk around, they'd check it out. They'd look at the job. And so if they saw something that was, was, was half done, um, they're, they're, the credibility is not going to be there on, on getting it done. So then they're going to freak out a bit. Is this job really going to get done? They're going to ask th- different questions. They're going to be on your, on your back about, uh, about what, you, what you're doing. Um, however, if you're able to chunk the work up into a finished product, albeit the whole house wasn't going to be finished, but let's say the front of the house is done when, when, when um, they first pull up and you can see where the driveway is and how they pull up to the house, Man, if they pull up and they could see that visual, that optic of seeing the front of the house done, there's a little bit of excitement. And yeah, they're going to walk around. They say, okay, well, you know, at least they got the front done. You know, this, we're, we're seeing some progress. And so my father knew his customers and he knew that by doing um, a finished product each day that they were going to feel good about the job. Um, and, you know, they, he knew that they were going to see that progress. It was going to be noticeable. It was going to calm them down. It was going to make it easier for, for us to get the job done in the long run because they weren't going to be questioning different things. They weren't going to be um, asking you to, to, to kind of redo different pieces. They're going to see a finished product, and they're going to feel good about it. Um, and those lessons stuck with me. And by the way, they absolutely apply in the corporate in the corporate world, and I've used this in the corporate world, and so I was had the the honor of being the delivery lead of a very large transformation program, a very strategic program. It was the number one initiative in the in the company, and for anyone that's um, been on a number one initiative, has led in, in a number one initiative, you know that when you have the number one initiative in a company that it sucks up a whole bunch of strategic spend. And so when you're sucking up a whole bunch of strategic spend from the rest of the organization, you got a target on your back. I mean, there's incredible pressure. Now, everyone else is looking, okay, well, if I can't have strategic funds, if I can't have funds to do what I want to do, man, you better deliver. And you better, you better deliver well. And so um, we, all, all, of the, all of the leads on, 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 a, on the, the program we assembled a top-notch team. I mean, we assembled the, the, the best of the best. We pulled them from different parts of the organization. I mean, his team was very, very experienced. And so very, very lucky to have such a strong team working, working with me on it. Um, but I combined both lessons that I learned, both from buffing the cars and from doing the vinyl siding for this project. So I knew that we had to chunk it up in order to deliver. 
I mean, this was a this was going to be a three to five year initiative with a massive in, investment. Um, so we knew that we had to we had to chunk it up. Um, there was no way that we we're going to just be able to deliver it one big thing, um, because with the target on your back, customer optics were so important. We had to build credibility and we had to deliver incremental value, and we had to do it. We had to do it quick. And so the the challenge that 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 um, I had as the delivery lead was that you had um, pr- project managers who were very seasoned. You had um, you had you had people that were were looking at the, the the governance and the project governance, and you had you had people looking at um, your quality assurance, and you know people that were looking at different different processes. They were very seasoned, and they knew what needed to be done long term in a three to in a three to five year initiative. But as the person that was responsible for delivery, you know, I also knew that we needed to build credibility that we could actually deliver this thing. And so every meeting, I had people who were trying to jump ahead, like, "Oh, well, think about this. Oh, no, no, we got to think about that." And oh, don't remember, don't remember, you know, no, 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 got to bring it back to this initial deliverable. What is that initial deliverable that we needed to do? And many, and I knew that this initial deliverable in the long term was a waste of time. But I also knew that we needed to build credibility with with the the executives. Um, so. I had to balance staying true to the strategic objectives while keeping the team focused on the immediate delivery. So we had to have those, those, those optics. And, and so what I did is, is as we built the credibility with the executives and we were delivering that incremental value, I always made sure that those items that were raised as strategic concerns by the team, that we come back to address them for the next delivery. And so by doing this, I'm also building credibility with, with, with the team. They know that I'm not going to forget about their concerns, that I'm not going to forget. And then we're not going to do them all, the second delivery, but we pick up a couple more. And the next one, pick up a couple, a couple of more. So my job as a de- delivery lead was striking that balance. And without learning those two lessons outside of the corporate world, I never would have been successful in, in this role. So as a leader, I had to simplify complexity, not only for the team, but for the executive sponsoring the program as well. Now, it, it isn't easy simplifying complexity. I mean, you have to have a real good handle on, on the task at hand. You have to have deep expertise. You have to have deep experience. You have to have a deep understanding of the job at hand. And so here's one way that I make sure I have a handle and that my team has a good handle on what we're trying to, trying to accomplish. So when we have a new strategy, let's say at the beginning of the year, you set up new objectives for the, for the team. Um, you have a new strategy, you want to put some changes in place. Or maybe you're looking at a culture change and you want to switch things up on the way you're, you're, you're um, executing. Maybe there's a little bit of an organization change. You know, or maybe you have a new corporate initiative that um, is, being, is being rolled out. So I want, I want to, to make sure that uh, the team can talk about it in a quick soundbite. So maybe they're in an elevator with a, with a colleague or, um, or an executive and, and they're asking, hey, what are you up to? Um, or maybe it's at the end of the meeting and you have a quick, um, a quick sidebar, sidebar chat. You know, I want you to be able to talk about that in a quick, quick soundbite. And to be able to distill something that's like a one-year strategy or culture change, be able to distill that. What is the value of it? What is it that you're trying to accomplish 
in in a very quick soundbite um, is very is very very powerful. It means you have to have a good handle on it to be able to to talk about things so simply and so quickly. And then the second one um, is that I want you to be able to. To, to talk about it in maybe a little bit more detail. You, maybe you're having a one-on-one conversation. You have a one-on-one, a one-on-one meeting with somebody. Or maybe you're at a happy hour or you're, you, you, you bump into somebody in a hallway. And, and you, so now you, you, you have a chance to talk about it in a little bit more detail, but it still needs to be crisp and, and, and to the point. Um, so, you know, can you talk about it in, 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 a, in like a paragraph or so in, in, a, in, a, few, in a few minutes? And then going to the next level of detail, you should be able to talk about this strategy, this initiative as a spotlight in a leadership meeting, or maybe you have a town hall style meeting. And so now you have maybe 30 minutes to, to, to talk about the topic. And lastly, you should be able to go into absolute detail. So maybe you have a half day workshop, um, you know, maybe that you're, you're a piece of a full day workshop. You should be able to talk about this, this initiative in, in, in that much detail. And so the idea here is to be able to discuss something that's important to your team in a range of detail. So from very simply, very quick, to very, very detailed. And, and y- you want to be able to navigate that range. And, and so often what I'll do is I'll work with the team to craft the first two. So if you think about that, the quick soundbite or the hallway conversation that's maybe a little bit more detailed, you know, I'll, I'll take the initiative and I'll put together the one or two sentences for that quick soundbite. You know, I'll put together the paragraph or the, or the, the, the 10 bullets um, and we'll cascade those, those two down so that everybody has them and everybody can talk about them very succinctly and, and simply. And the second two are usually a little bit more structured and tailored to whatever the, the audience is. So, you know, I, I, I don't go ahead and put those in place, but, but it is important to be able to get to that ne- those next level of details and to be able to talk about it intelligently and have a good grasp on what it is you're trying to achieve. And so if you can step through each, you certainly are going to have a, a, good, a good understanding. So if you can simplify complexity with your team, you will achieve more by spending less time explaining yourself and more time getting it right the first time. So please join me in creating comfort in the workplace by respecting team members and demanding excellence.